Welcome to Mindset, Money, and Motivation with your host, John L. Elizabeth, where I am dedicated to giving you the tools and resources to ditch the doubt around your careers, relationships, finances, and those status quo expectations so that you can confidently glow and grow a life that you love. Welcome back to week four. I'm so excited to have you here again with me. So today I want to talk about motivation. I talk to so many people every single day that share their goals and dreams with me, but the big obstacle I hear is I want to do X, Y, and Z, but I don't have the motivation. Well, guess what? I don't actually believe in motivation, and here's why. There is no one out there motivated to wake up at 5 a.m. to work out. There is no one out there motivated to stay up late after working all day in their profession to go after personal goals. And there is no one out there motivated to say, no McDonald's today, I'll have a salad instead. No one, especially not me. So all of those examples are simply an example of discipline. But how do you get disciplined? through consistency. And all consistency is, is small daily actions that form a habit. And that habit becomes part of who you are and either is going to get you closer or further away from your goals. And that's it. That's the big secret. All motivation is, is forming a habit. It's the compound effect of doing small daily actions over and over and over again. But because I'm kind of an undercover nerd, I like to understand the science behind how and why our brain works the way that it does and how we can form positive habits and break negative habits. So your life today is essentially the sum of your habits, how in shape you are, how happy you are, how successful you are, what you do repeatedly or what you spend your time thinking about and doing each day ultimately forms the person that you are right now, everything that you believe in and the personality that you have. But what if you want to improve? What if you want to form a new habit? And what if you want to break bad ones? So let's talk about the framework and the science behind how habits are formed. The process of building a habit can be divided into four steps, a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. And when you break it down into these fundamental parts, it's really going to help you understand what a habit is, how it works, and how you can improve it. So these four steps are the backbone to every single habit in your life, whether it's good or it's bad. And your brain subconsciously runs through each of these steps in the same order every single time. So first up, we have the cue. And the cue is what triggers your brain to initiate a behavior. Think of it like a tiny bit of information that predicts a reward. Now, our prehistoric ancestors were paying attention to cues just like we do today, but their cues signal the location of primary rewards like food or water or sex. Today, we spend most of our time learning cues that predict secondary rewards like money or status, approval, love, or any sense of personal satisfaction. Now, the interesting thing is, of course, all of these things indirectly improve our odds of survival and reproduction because our primitive motives are never left behind. So your mind is continuously analyzing your internal and external environment for hints of where rewards are located because the cue is the first indication that we're close to some type of reward and it naturally leads to the second behavior, which is the craving. 
So cravings are the second step of the habit loop, and they are literally the motivational force behind every single habit. Without some level of desire or craving, you're not going to have a reason to act. What you crave isn't the habit itself, but it's the change in yourself that that delivers. So for example, how many of us come home and want a glass of wine or a drink at the end of the day? It's not because you're craving the actual drink, you're craving the feeling. Or what about going on social media? You're only going on to be entertained. So every craving is linked to a desire to change your internal state. Now, cravings are going to differ from person to person, and in theory, any piece of information could trigger a craving, but in practice, people are not motivated by the same cues. A gambler hears the sound of slot machines, and that is going to trigger an intense wave of, I want to gamble. But for someone that rarely gambles, those chimes and bells in a casino are just background noise. So cues are meaningless unless they are interpreted. So the thoughts and feelings and emotion of the observer is what transforms a cue into a craving. Now, the third step is the response. The response is where the actual habit is that you perform. It's what takes it from either a thought into an action. Now, the third step is the response. The response is the actual habit that you perform, which takes form in either a thought or an action. And the final step is the reward. The reward is the end goal of every habit. The cue is about noticing the reward. The craving is about wanting the reward. The response is about obtaining the reward. We chase rewards because they serve one of two purposes. They satisfy us and they teach us. So the first purpose of a reward is to satisfy your craving. It can be something as basic as being thirsty and being relieved by having a glass of water to getting a promotion at work and getting more money and more respect. Secondly, the reward teaches us what actions are worth remembering in the future. Your brain is literally a reward detector. And as you go about your life, your sensory nervous system is constantly looking around and monitoring for what actions satisfy your desires and deliver pleasure. So feelings of pleasure or disappointment are part of the feedback mechanism that helps your brain distinguish useful actions from useless ones. And rewards are what are going to close that feedback loop and complete or create a habit cycle. So if you have a behavior that's insufficient in any of those four stages, then it's just not going to become a habit. If you eliminate the cue your habit won't start. If you reduce the craving, you won't experience enough desire to act. Make the behavior difficult and you're not going to want to do it. And if the reward fails to satisfy your desire, then ultimately you'll have no reason to do it again in the future. So without the first three steps, a behavior will not occur. Without the fourth and final, a behavior will never be repeated. So let's sum that all up. A cue triggers a craving, which motivates a response, which provides a reward, which satisfies the craving and ultimately becomes associated with the cue. Together, all of these four steps form a neurological feedback loop. Cue, craving, response, reward. Cue, craving, response, reward. And that ultimately allows you to create an automatic habit. So now we can split these four steps into two phases, the problem phase and the solution phase. The problem phase is going to include the cue and the craving, and it's when you realize that something needs to change. 
The solution phase includes the response and the reward, and it's when you take action to achieve the change that you desire. So at the root of it all, a behavior is driven by the desire to solve a problem. Sometimes the problem is that you notice something good and you want to obtain it. Sometimes the problem is that you're experiencing pain or grief and you want to relieve it. Either way, the purpose of every habit is to solve a problem you are dealing with. So let's go over a few examples of what this would look like in real life. So in the problem phase, you have the cue, which is your phone rings with a new text message. Number two is you want to learn the context of that message. Now in the solution phase, you have the response. You grab your phone and read the text message. Then you have the reward. You satisfy the craving to read that message and grabbing your phone becomes associated with your phone ringing. Or another example, in the problem phase, number one is the cue. You wake up. Number two is the craving. You want to feel alert. In the solution phase, you drink a cup of coffee. And the reward is you satisfy your craving to feel alert. And drinking coffee becomes associated with waking up. So this four-step process is not something that's happening occasionally. It is an endless feedback loop that is running and active during every moment of your life Even right now, your brain is continuously scanning the environment, predicting what's going to happen next, trying to figure out responses and learning from the results. And the entire process is completed in a split second and we use it again and again and again without even realizing that it has been packed into every previous moment of our life. By the time we become adults, we rarely notice the habits that are running our lives. And most of us never give a second thought to the fact that we tie the same shoe first every morning or unplug the toaster or the coffee maker without even thinking of it. After decades of mental programming, we automatically slip into these patterns of thinking and acting. So where do we go from here? How can we use this power for good? How can we transform these four steps into practical framework that we can use to design good habits and eliminate all the bad ones that we have? So when you want to create a good habit, we're going to look at the four steps in the process. The first is the cue. You want to make the cue very obvious. The second is the craving. You want to make that craving really attractive. The third is the response. You want to make it really easy. And the fourth is the reward. Make it really satisfying. Now you can flip the switch and learn how to break a bad habit by doing the exact opposite. So the cue, you want to make it invisible. You don't want to notice it. The craving, you want to make it really unattractive. The response, you want to make incredibly difficult because then you won't do it. And the reward, you want to make unsatisfying. So if you want to change a behavior, simply ask yourself, how can I make it obvious? How can I make it attractive? How can I make it easy? How can I make it satisfying? Now, if you've ever wondered Why don't I do the things that I say I'm going to do? Why don't I lose weight or stop smoking or stop drinking or save for retirement or start that side business? Why do I say something's important, but I never, ever make time for it? The answer to that question can be found somewhere in these four actions. The key to creating good habits and breaking bad ones is to understand the fundamental laws and how to alter them to your specific needs. Every goal is doomed to fail if it goes against the grain of human nature. 
Thank you again for joining me this week. That is a wrap on episode four. If you found this information really fascinating and you want to learn more about creating habits, I highly suggest picking up the book Atomic Habits. That book is one of my favorite books in personal development and is the inspiration and information that I got for this podcast today. I'll link it in the show notes below. And as always, if you got value out of this episode, share it to your stories, share it to your timeline, tag me in it because the more people I can connect with, the more people I can help. And you have the power to help me do that. I'll see you next week.